All right, folks, the time is now. Inside IOST episode number seven, we are the first and best podcast for all IOST happenings and news. And on this week's show, we're going to cover the price. It's going crazy. BTC's up. IOST's up. Everything's up. Is it going to go down? We don't know. We're also going to look into the buyback announcement. Big news coming out of IOST. Just happened today. Just happened this morning. We talk about names. We talk about cyber squatting on those names. Is it going to be the next domain rush? Where are all these 100,000 accounts coming from? All that's covered and more on this week's episode of Inside IOST. Without further ado, let's jump into the show. Cast and guests of Inside IOST do not intend to convey investment or financial advice. Please do your own research before choosing to buy or sell any digital assets or cryptocurrencies. All right, welcome, welcome. We are back. Another episode of Inside IOST. Another week has gone by. Lots of news, lots of happenings inside the IOST space. This is your number one source for all of that and more. This is Inside IOST, and I'm here joined by my partner, Josh Bryant. Josh, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Ev. It's been a busy week in crypto and in IOST. I love it. It has been crazy ups and downs. It's a roller coaster out there. And for a long time, we were going down maybe the biggest hill in crypto history, but yep. a little bit of turnaround as of late. So it's been nice. It's a nice feeling seeing go up a little bit. It is nice. Uh, I actually woke up this morning and saw BTC was up 15% and just was like, wow, that's I haven't seen that in a while. So that's uh, that's exciting, and IOST has been climbing pretty steady. It as has well. been. I mean, it got over a cent. It's been holding there pretty steady, so that's great to see. Yeah, and um, for those of you that are wondering, Pete K is actually not with us today. He is holding down the Ford out in uh, Eastern PA. Leobi, as a note, actually covers both Philadelphia and Pittsburgh, so we're stationed here in Pittsburgh. Pete's out in near Philadelphia. Um, but to talk a little bit more about the price action, the price movement, we were, uh, you know, bouncing off that one cent kind of psychological threshold for a while there. And uh, I think we made it above maybe twice, but didn't hold. We got we got denied. And then the third time was a charm. And now we're, we're right around a cent and a quarter now, I think. Yeah. I mean, there was definitely some resistance there for a while, but uh, you know, with the market going up over the last week or so, and IOST, I think, has been trending even stronger than some of the other tokens that are out there too. So I like seeing that. Yeah. And it's uh, starting to pick up quite a few... Um, users, quite a few wallet names, as I'm sure we're, we're going to dive into quite a bit in this episode. Um, but I wanted to cover some news first. This is right out of uh, the iOS Foundation. Uh, Jimmy made a big announcement, Jimmy Jong. Uh, basically, they are doing this um, buyback. So the foundation embarks on token buyback program with excess company profits. Uh, this was just written uh, as of actually today. And this, I thought this was interesting because you see buyback, and I'm sure it happens in crypto all the time. Um, but this was something that you see more in like a traditional finance with stock buybacks with large companies when they're doing really well. They want to create some volume on the buy side on the buy orders for their for their stock price. And I really liked how IOST kind of came out with this news. It seems very polished, very professional. It's not just some shady type of deal where they're buying without telling or they're selling without telling. Um, and there's a few bits of news in here and I want to get your feedback, Josh. So first of all, they're doing the buyback period. And then they also had talked about how, um, they were, they were going to extend the lockup. So the token buyback program is underpinned by the IOST foundation lockup program, foundation ecosystem tokens, except for partner node rewards, developer rewards, rewards used for marketing will continue to be locked up through 2019. So, 
Uh, I think this is a good signal for the economics of IOST overall. Yeah, I mean, I've seen other projects where they sort of don't lock them up and release them, and then early investors want to get in there and dump them. And I won't name any names, but you know, we saw a lot of that during the whole ICO boom. So um, I like it when they are locking them up. And you know, I like investing in projects too, where you see some token burn. Like I have some. You know, BNB, for instance, right? They issued a couple hundred million, but they're burning them. So anytime you see that supply going down, that's going to be good for the price long term. Yeah. And for IOST specifically, um, people who are out there wondering a little bit about the economics, I'm not an economic, you know, wizard by any means, but uh, just from some of the reading, some of the documents that I've seen, whenever people purchase IRAM, there's a fee associated with that. And that actually does get burnt, which creates a deflation of IOST overall. Um, so unlike EOS, which is inflationary over time, uh, IOST hopes to be deflationary over time, which I found interesting. A little tidbit of information that was uh, snuck into this article, though, that I wanted to mention. He had uh, five points here. So post mainnet, IOST enters hockey stick growth trajectory. Hockey stick growth. <laughs> which we're definitely going to cover here. Uh, Josh has some stories of the dot-com era in college that I, I can't wait to hear about. But before we move on to that, he talks about here that they sealed multiple enterprise partnerships to be announced. And it's it's kind of subtle, you know, it just snuck it in there. But it's going to be interesting to see, uh, you know, what are these enterprise partnerships, who... Uh, you know, who is IOST partnered with and what exactly the use case is going to be for something like that? Yeah, I can't wait to see, you know, some of those names that come out there that uh, the foundation is partnered with. We're already seeing some great partnerships and and, and uh, venture capital being committed, which is really good to see from some from some big names. Yeah. And I know that there's been some rumors going around the, the Telegram group. I'm not going to perpetuate any rumors until something is, you know, actually... Uh, announced by the official team. But if you want to go out there and find some rumors on some big tech partnerships that apparently IOST might be having the having in the works, uh, browse around on that international telegram group, you'll you'll find plenty of it. Um, so let's let's dive into this uh, 100,000 wallets, 100,000 wallets, 100,000 wallets. That's a pretty amazing number. That's a big number. And when they say hockey stick growth, it really has been growing at an exponential rate. The question is, what's been driving the growth? Well, Are there actually 100,000 unique users on the system? Probably not. No, I would highly doubt that there's 100,000 unique wallets or users. Um, I can prove it because I have about four wallets already <laughs> on my own phone. So and I know you've got a lot. I've registered a few. So let's yep. let's hear what's What's going on with this? What are you thinking? Well, I remember back in the day when the dot-com bubble started. I was in college in the mid-90s. Um, it was just coming out, and I think Mosaic Web Browser hit the computers on campus. And um, I got into web development at the time, and you could register a dot-com domain. And I remember back then, I think it was like $35 to register a dot-com domain, and you had to actually submit a paper to a company called Network Solutions at the time. And I was an undergrad. I was eating ramen noodles every day, so I didn't have a lot of extra money to spend. But I scraped together a little bit to register a few domain names. Yeah. So you had and to write. You had to write a letter, like snail mail. You there was even do some it sort of document that. Yeah, it was not at all like GoDaddy or anything. Wow. Now where you can just you know do it really quickly. Like it was time consuming and difficult to get these things registered. And it was still like nobody really knew these things were going to become valuable or anything over time. So what did I do? I registered. My last name is Bryant. And Bryant.com was was taken. But um, I have a couple of brothers, so I registered Bryantboys.com. Ah. And then I also registered Bryantweb.com. And I registered that, you know, a long time ago. I still use that Bryantweb.com domain. 
But I look back and I'm like, man, if I just registered like frogs.com or something <laughs> like that, you know, because the domains over time, they are unique digital assets. And I, I see some of these wallet names as potentially gaining value over the time, especially for the ecosystems and the networks that grow in popularity, right? Like people may want to own those digital assets over time. So I've been watching on the blockchain and I can see that you know, accounts are being registered for common names, uh, for things that might be valuable over time. And, you know, I think that that makes sense. I think there could be a market for that long term, depending on how things develop. You may want to send your funds. A company might want to have a specific wallet name, let's say, to send their funds to, right? It might reflect their their own company name or some broader name or something like that. Um, so I see them as unique digital assets. I know that on other um, ecosystems like EOS, you know, you can buy and sell names and that there's a market for that that's developing. It's still small. I think potentially that could grow to be quite a bit larger. I don't think it's ever going to be as large as like a dot com. Right. right. Um, but still, they're unique digital assets and digital assets have value. Yeah. Uh, this might show – I don't know if this shows my age or your age more, but – when GoDaddy first came out and they had all these commercials with Danica Patrick, I don't know yeah. if you remember those. Oh, yeah. I was just like a little kid and I was just wondering, like, like what is GoDaddy? What even is that? What yeah. are they advertising here? Race cars? I don't even, so I don't even know what it was. Meanwhile, you were already buying domains with snail well, mail. GoDaddy made it so simple, right? And then everybody got kind of got on board. And there were other services too. But yeah, in the early years, it was time consuming. It was difficult. You kind of had to figure out how to do it. It wasn't seven bucks. It was like 35 bucks, you know, and then you had to like re-register it every year. So back in those early days, the value and the opportunity was there, but it was a lot more difficult. I see so many similarities between the dot-com boom and the cryptocurrency boom. Like things that are difficult now, like moving money around these different exchanges to, you know, if you want to buy an iOS token, for me, I had to, you know, put money into this one exchange and then move it to, over to Binance, right? But over time, that's going to get a lot easier. As it gets easier, more and more people are going to want to do it. And so now's the time where there's great value in some of these systems. And it's worth going the extra mile to sort of do some of these difficult things because I think there's going to be value in it long term as things get a lot easier, just like with the whole dot-com bubble, right? It used to be hard to register domain names. Now it's super simple. Right. Well, not uh, never financial advice or investment advice, but we see a bright future for all of crypto, especially IOST, and that's why we're here helping produce blocks and helping, you know, expand our knowledge out to the community. And, you know, for some of you out there who are wondering uh, how it works when you buy one of these names, you might be wondering to yourself, well, if I create a wallet, I have the private key. So how could I sell that to someone? Because unless they're, you know, an idiot and they want to use a wallet that I have access to, uh, how does that work? And I was actually wondering the same thing myself. So although Pete K is not on the show today, we gave him a call to go over some of the you know, technical details. And it actually turns out that with um, account creation, you can actually transfer ownership by changing the permissions of the public key. So if I have a wallet on IOST, say I create Josh Bryant, that's my account name. And Josh goes on IOST ABC, the block explorer, you type that in and you see, oh man, somebody has that already. Somehow you get in touch with them. And you say, hey, I would really love to buy this account name from you. So I'm going to sell it to you, Josh, for We'll say 100,000 IOST. 100,000 IOST. Yeah. I think Josh Bryant, I think that's a valuable account All name. Right. I accept. 
So you're going to buy it from me for 100,000 IOST, but how can we make sure that I'm not just going to rip you off because I have the private key? And once you right. put your millions of dollars into that account, I and don't just... Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So there's actually a way with IOST, this is also um, doable through EOS, although it's a bit more robust with EOS because they've had longer to develop it, where I can actually change the permissions on the account so that the public key, which every public key is tied to a private key, you could create a you could generate a public key that has its own private key that I don't have access to and I can change the permissions on the account so that now Josh Bryant the IOST wallet is only associated with that public key that you sent me so I haven't seen your private key I no longer have access to it and the account has been the account name has been transferred over to you now the way to do this right now for anybody out there that's thinking about you know squatting on all these names and wants to start transferring them right now it can really only be done through iWallet, command line, really hardcore technical stuff. But as we've seen with EOS, there's been some wallet integrations to help this happen fairly easily with an interface. So who knows? Maybe we'll see it happen easier in iOST as well. Yeah, we're seeing it in EOS, right? People are buying and selling these wallet names. I think for them to really gain value over time, there have to be new interfaces that make the wallet name itself valuable, right? I mean, you look with a plugin right now, like iWallet or, you know, MetaMask for Ethereum, right? If there's ever a, an interface that makes it easy to, you know, if you're sending money to a specific wallet and that wallet name is visible for customers, then it's going to become a lot more valuable. So depending on how things sort of move, I think that's where the value in these names might come. Just like if you type in a .com domain in the address bar, there may be apps in the future where you send money to a specific wallet name and that name has its own marketing value, right? Right. And it's like uh, Facebook. What was that? What was the value of Facebook.com in 1997? Right. Zero dollars. But right. now it's a domain that if you somehow got a hold of it, somebody yeah. would pay you a lot of money for it. Yeah. So, um, so we'll have to see. Anyway, while we are on the topic of wallet creation, uh, Token Pocket, we, I put out a little video. If you haven't seen it yet, we'll put a link down in the description here. Um, it's basically a demo walkthrough of how to vote, how to unvote, and how to claim your rewards using Token Pocket. Right now, uh, that's pretty much the one that we endorse to use. That's the wallet we endorse to use. It's been the most user-friendly. And um, we really like the way that they've kind of embraced IOST. They were an EOS wallet, based wallet um, for a while there. Um, we... During that video, I mentioned that we had some um, promotional codes. Those are actually provided by Token Pocket. So thank you, Token Pocket. We appreciate it. Um, we're actually out of those codes. So if you're looking to activate your wallet, what you're going to have to do now is actually send us your QR code. And Josh, do you want to talk a little bit about how they can do this now that we've sure. changed it up a little sure. bit? Sure. Yeah, go into Token Pocket and go to Create a Wallet. The button's in the upper right-hand corner. You'll see a whole list of different uh, tokens. Select IOST. And then you'll go in there and you'll kind of walk through the process. And we, we've covered this in a previous episode. I think episode five, Pete went over generating this. keys. Make sure that you copy and save your private keys so that you have access to that account. That's really important. Um, then you'll get to a screen that says order information and there's a QR code on that screen. And you can't move forward until your account has been activated. Um, to activate an account, you can, you know, if you'd purchased a code or received a code from us in the past, you could have created your wallet that way. But if you create it with a friend through the friend, in order to get that account activated, somebody ha who already has a wallet has to scan um, that QR code. 
and that'll activate your account. And the person that scans your QR code has to actually stake, I think it might be 10 IOST, yeah. in order to get your account created because that's IRAM, right? It's got to be stored out there. So yes. what we'll do is we'll stake IOST to create that account for you. But we have to have the QR code. So you can post your QR code directly in our Telegram channel, or you can DM one of us and uh, we'll scan it for you and get those get those wallets created. So it's not hard to do at all. That QR code is a public key, so there's no problem you know, posting it out there. We'll scan it. And after it's activated, you need to hit the activate button in uh, Token Pocket, and your wallet will be good to go. Right. And just to be clear, this is not going to uh, cost you anything. So rather than having a code that we send you uh, from Token Pocket, you just send us your QR code. It's still free of charge, uh, just a little bit of a different way to do it on our end. Moving right along, uh, our website, leobi.io, we've got the rewards calculator up. We had 1,500 unique visitors visit so our exciting. website. Yeah, it's just week. great to see so many people you know, on the website and making use of this great new tool. Yeah, I think it's amazing. And I want to give a big thanks to all the admins in the International IOST Telegram channel. They had our uh, rewards calculator pinned there for over a week. I've got to imagine that accounted for a ton of our volume. And uh, we really appreciate you guys, Chris, Dimitri, um, and some of the other guys. Sorry, I can't remember everyone's name right now, but you guys are a huge help to the community, always able to answer questions. And I wanted to give you guys a big shout out. A couple other small updates from us. We are at 8.2 million votes for the Leobi node. Across the 8 million mark, um, I ran the numbers against the current price. That means... Over $100,000 has been voted towards our That's nodes. amazing. So thank you, voters. It's just incredible how far we've come in just a couple of months. It's really exciting. Yeah. Thank you so much, voters. That is like incredible. $100,000 worth of trust has been put into our hands. And uh, we hope to make you proud with some of the tools we've been coming out with. And we're going to be coming out with more. We're always uh, tinkering with new ideas. We new definitely concepts. have some ideas that we're working on. So look for that in future episodes for announcements. <laughs> um, okay. And then just moving right along to a couple other things. I just wanted to give a couple shout outs to some of the other nodes who have been, you know, interacting with us. Um, you know, we're, we're friendly guys. We like to make friends with other nodes. Not a big deal. I know we're all competing, but as long as IOST, you know, as long as the community grows, I think we all win in the end. Uh, BitBoy Crypto. BitBoy Crypto has a huge YouTube channel. He's got about 8,000 subscribers, covers all kinds of different cryptocurrencies. He uh, ventured into our Telegram channel, said he wants to do a little bit of collaboration. All right. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. I'm thinking maybe we'll do like a live stream or something. That'd be great. I've watched his podcast, especially the ones on IOST. It's pretty cool. So I'd like to do that. Awesome. Well, big shout out to BitBoy Crypto. We appreciate that. Another shout out for a node that we've been interacting with is IOST Callister. Now, I've got this coffee mug here. And it says uh, the boss on it, um, which is fitting. Um, <laughs> but we had someone comment on the hat that we have back there. So I've got a, a hat from an EOS hackathon that I went to but last year. And, um, you know, I'm involved in EOS projects as well. But we need some IOST swag for the studio, for the we show. We need some IOST swag. You're right about that. Yeah, Something so, in the background. So um, somebody commented, I think, on the last episode about the hat. And they said we need to get some IOST, IOST gear. And I said, okay, you know, and then I, I noticed IOST Callister, who is a node who, um, IOST Callister, I think they're based in Canada. Uh, the guy does amazing work. He's always doing these food drives, these donations in the name of IOST. Definitely check out that node. Um, really cool, awesome stuff they're doing for the community. They have swag. Uh, they have like a swag store. And one of the things was a coffee mug. So I messaged him. I DM'd him on Telegram. I said, hey, man, I would really love to get one of these coffee mugs. So, you know, people aren't bashing me about not having any 
iOS T swag. We're gonna have to have that, that out every episode. Every know? episode, gonna I'm gonna have, have to have, have some table, kind of... take a drink from. It's like the late show, you know, where they always have a mug right there. Yeah, right? I know. So if yeah, and sometimes it'll have coffee in it, and sometimes it'll have something else in it. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the great thing about a mug. <laughs> you never know what's in it. Um, so he said he's gonna send me that mug for free. So iOS T Callister, uh, big shout out to you and. If you don't have anything else, Josh, I think that's the end of episode Inside IOST number seven. Yeah, I think that's all we have for today. Big shout out to our voters. Yes, uh, thank you very much. You guys have definitely helped us. It's, it's Contribution insane. rewards are going to be coming up soon. Uh, we're going to be submitting for that. And I believe the distribution date is going to be sometime mid-April. So you can look for it then. And uh, hopefully your vote for Leobi will be well Tier rewarded. one. Let's get that tier one. All right, folks. For Inside IOST and the Leobi Node, for Josh Bryant, I am Evan Schindler, and we will see you next week.